You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? Well, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help you. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. So to save, visit HealthLock.com today. That's HealthLock.com today. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. The Podcast Playground. On this episode of Taking a Walk, this is a story of someone who has endured personal challenges and has prevailed in triumph. Mary McManus was diagnosed at age 53 with post-polio syndrome, a progressive neuromuscular disease, and was told to be prepared to spend the rest of her life in a wheelchair. She would not be brought down. Hear this story of triumph from an everyday person as Mary McManus and I take a walk in Brookline. Taking a walk with Buzz Knight. Well, hi, Mary. It's so nice to be taking a walk with you here on a beautiful day in Brookline. Oh, Buzz, can you believe this weather? I mean, we had, what, a couple of days of rain, and we said, we're just going to wait. We know the the skies will clear, as they always do after a storm, and here we are. It's so nice to meet you. This is a beautiful place to uh, take a walk. It's been a while since I have. Is this your regular spot? Yes, yes. This is actually where, well, these days I'm more power walking than running, which is fine. It works really well for me. Uh, but this is this is our usual spot. We live about a 15-minute walk from here. And describe the scene so those that uh, don't know where we are get a, a picture. Well, we're right almost just outside the heart of Boston. You can actually see the Prudential Center and the, the Hancock Building from the other end of the reservoir. It's, this, it's a mile around. It's a beautiful body of water. There are geese. Sometimes there are swans, which I always love because they are such a symbol of serenity and peace. Uh, there's beautiful trees. Interestingly enough, Buzz, they just renovated this. They did? Yeah, yeah. The walls were crumbling. Um, the path over across the way was very narrow, so only one person could go at a time. Oh, boy. <laughs> and they widened that, and they've also um, been very mindful of 
yeah, watch out for the geese's droppings. That's the only thing you have to be aware of here. Yeah, well, I don't want to get the geese angry either. Yeah. I, I like staying on the better side of the geese and my wife. Both. Um, but yeah, this is the place where I first learned how to run. And it's the place we go to. Um, we're just, oh, we feel so incredibly blessed that we live so close to such a magnificent place right here just outside of Boston. And how, why is uh, walking or sauntering and taking in the surroundings, why is it important to you? Oh, Buzz, I get a little emotional. Um, every step is a gift for me. Um, I contracted paralytic polio in one of the last polio epidemics and then 15 years ago was told that I'd spend the rest of my life in a wheelchair and I was able to heal my life but every step is a gift and I you know on my way over here I was thinking oh my goodness so many people get out of bed they put their two feet on the floor they walk to the bathroom they don't give it a second thought but for me I put my feet on the ground and I express my gratitude because I know what a gift it is. That's beautifully put and that is at the essence of a lot of what certainly uh, instigated this Taking a Walk podcast, uh, you know, the teachings of Teek uh, Nhat Hanh and, you know, the beauty of just appreciating a, a, a moment certainly um, is what I think became easier for people maybe uh, around the pandemic? Do you mm -hmm. feel that way? Oh, Buzz, I'll tell you, it's interesting because I used to go to the gym one day a week as part of my workouts, but with the pandemic, we could no longer do that. So it enabled us, actually, it was a gift that we had to get out. And so rather than go to the gym for a swim or, oh, it's a little cold out today, <laughs> uh, that was taken off the table. And so the pandemic, I think, really uh, was a gift in that regard that we had to get outside. What other places do you like to go? Uh, well, there's another reservoir um, at the, uh, where is it? It's at the end of Beacon Street. It's the Cleveland Circle Reservoir. Another favorite place is Jamaica Pond. And are they, they all have different vibes, I'm thinking? Yes, yeah. Um, this one, this one has a little more serenity. Um, it's, as you can tell, it's very peaceful. There typically aren't a lot of people. At the Cleveland Circle Reservoir, it's usually more populated. And then Jamaica Pond can get really crowded. So we have to pick our times, but oh my goodness. It's, it's such a wonderful place. Um, we train there a lot during the Boston Marathon. It's where Bill Rogers trained. At, at the Cleveland Circle one? No, Jamaica Pond. Jamaica, Jamaica Pond, sorry. Yeah, that wow. was his, his go-to place while training for Boston. So we followed in his footsteps, buzzed. <laughs> I love that. I, lo I love that. So you, you didn't grow up in this area? No, I grew up in New York. Yeah, like outside of New York, right? Yeah, not far from Stanford. Yeah, where I grew up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you're, you grew up in Rye, is that right, or no? Not far from Rye. Yeah. Are you thinking of Rye because of the train station? I'm just thinking stop? of that whole area as a big blur. <laughs> <laughs> I remember the stops uh, coming back from New York. 
uh, and Rye was one of them, and certainly remember Rye for uh, Playground. Uh, oh, Playland, yeah, Playland. Playland. That's, oh, my Play, goodness, playground. yes. What am I talking about? <laughs> but um, New Rochelle. New Rochelle, yeah. It sounds like the uh, I could hear the conductor right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, Old uh, Sabra. Oh, there you go. <laughs> yeah. And the last train out of uh, New York always is the 1.30 train. They really? To, they used to call it uh, 1.30 in the morning. They called it the milk train. It stopped everywhere, right? Every stop. But what, so when did you leave that area? I left in September of 1971, and I came to Boston University, and I never left. And uh, you came Boston, to study that is. to study what at, at BU? <laughs> you name it. Um, <laughs> multifaceted. Multifaceted majors, but I landed in public relations. Okay. And marketing. Yep. And but the, the point, there were points in your life certainly um, that were very low points. Um, they were low as a result of your health situation. Yes. And that affected probably your uh, your mind as well, right? Oh God, yes. Yeah, it was yeah. all all connected. Mm-hmm. So what was the moment where it really all changed? It was in February of 2007. I'd been diagnosed with post-polio syndrome, and I was told I should prepare to spend the rest of my life in a wheelchair. And I got still, and I asked for divine guidance. And I wrote a poem. (laughs) It's funny how God answers prayers sometimes. And I wrote the poem called Running the Race. And Buzz, it's like something opened in my soul, and this long poem just flowed out of me. And I said, why am I writing about running the race? I'm in a wheelchair. At times, I'm in a leg brace. I couldn't figure it out, but I knew that I felt so good after I wrote that poem. And I, I was told that I needed to quit my, my job. It was more than a job. It was an award-winning career at the VA as a social worker. And I said, oh my gosh. What am I going to do? All I've known for 25 years is working as a social worker and giving and taking care, which of course is how I got so sick because I didn't know how to take care of myself. And suddenly I felt there was a world opening up before me, but I didn't know what that world was. So in the darkest moment of my life where, you know, with the caterpillar, but just right when the caterpillar thinks it's going to die, it transforms. And that's what happened to me. So resilience then is something that you summoned up from that process. Yes, definitely. I dug deep and I said, okay, I have to find the courage to do what I need to do in order to heal my life. And part of that was taking a leap of faith and leaving my award-winning career. Three years before, I was quote-unquote eligible for retirement. (laughs) So, my husband said, look, what good is it if you're in a wheelchair? What good is it if you don't feel well? You know, what what difference does your salary make? So, um, I said, all right, and I realized that I I had a gift of poetry, and so I was going to start 
a business called New World Greeting Cards, original poetry for every occasion. And I'd actually started it while I was still at the VA, and I was, oh my gosh, poetry was just flowing out of me. And it was all about imagining a different life for myself. I saw myself splashing in puddles without my leg brace. I saw myself dancing. I saw myself running. And so my husband said, okay, well, you know, let's get a plan. Well, I started with a plan and then I had an abnormal mammogram bus. I said, whoa, universe, you don't mess around. You really want me to leave. So I knew about the power of meditation and visualization, and I focused healing energy, and I dissolved the breast tumor. And at that point, my daughter said, what are you waiting for? I said, I don't know. So we gave six weeks notice, and I left on May 25th. Of two thousand, yeah, fifteen years, two thousand and seven, Buzz. And you don't look back, obviously, <laughs> at all. No, no, other than to be grateful. So, as you study, really, uh, these last few years, which have really pressed people and pushed them to the limits, and frankly, still are. Mm-hmm. Um, what advice would you give? in a simple fashion to people to summon up resilience? Well, you got to have hope. I know it sounds like a, a song, but it's true, Buzz. It's really true. Hope, gratitude, knowing that things do get better, things do transform, and there are things you can do to help that process. Um, faith is very important. I, I'm not talking about a religion. Um, talking about feeling there's something greater. I mean, if we stop and we just look at this, <laughs> there's something that created all of this. This beauty, this peace, this water. So, you know, just feeling there's something greater at work. And I know it's hard. I know when things are bearing down. I know when things look awful. I mean, things, gosh, for me... When I was a senior in high school, I thought my life was going to end. My father was alcoholic, and he ended up taking his own life. And I held on to hope. I knew there were better days ahead, and I was blessed, truly blessed. I had people come into my life. Sometimes the divine comes in your life in the form of another person. And look for that, and keep your eyes and heart open, and really trust, really trust that things will get better, but also you can make a difference by giving, by serving others through kindness, uh, generosity, and that's, that's how we made it through. Also, as I said, getting outdoors, staying connected, um, having conversations, putting down the phone, <laughs> which it was something that I think we really valued during the pandemic and post-pandemic. Um, find your passion, be creative. Uh, so those are some ways 
and move. Move, even if it's just taking a walk. So, who inspires you these days? Mm. Uh, there, there are many people who do. People, to be honest, President Biden inspires me. Kamala Harris, people who are willing to take a path that they maybe didn't have to take, regardless of political affiliations or whatever. It's just the fact that it, what, how many years old is President Biden? I mean, he could have stayed home with his grandchildren. And instead, he said, no, the world needs me. Um, so they definitely inspire me. As far as um, running, my Shira was Wilma Rudolph. Have you, you know her? Sure. Yeah. So. Tell the audience about her. Oh, my goodness. So when I was training for the Boston Marathon with my personal trainer, she asked me if I heard of Wilma Rudolph. And I said, no. She said, go home and Google her. And I was having a bad run that day, and I said, I don't know if I can really do this. And so she said, well, just go home and Google Wilma. And she was a polio survivor, and she was told, she was very ill as a child, and her mom was told she'd never walk again. And her mom and her brothers and sisters would massage her legs and tell her, you will walk. I don't care what the doctors say. And not only did she walk, she went on to become an Olympic gold medalist. That's awesome. I love it. Yeah, wow. yeah. That's fantastic. So, last question for you, Mary. Um, what would you tell a doctor who was adverse from applying elements of Western medicine and mixing up versions of traditional medicine with some new thinking, what would you tell that doctor who's holding out and close-minded? Look at me. <laughs> Look at others as well. There, there are so many people who have overcome, who have transformed, who have uh, gone beyond their diagnosis. Uh, there is, I, and I would say, look, well, I know they talk about they don't want to give false hope, but is there anything as false hope? There's only hope. And oftentimes the power of hope can be far greater than being told, you know, you're going to end up in a wheelchair, you're going to die in six months. What if you keep that open? What if you just think about how people's lives might change. And the other thing I would say is look at the science because there is a whole wealth of science now, Buzz, talking about the mind-body connection. Uh, the studies are showing. Uh, there was a study at Harvard that's really fascinating where they had one group practice scales with a piano and they actually did it on the scales, on the piano, and then they had a group that imagined that they were going to be playing the scales. Do you know that the finger, the muscle finger, the f muscles in the fingers actually grew almost as much in the people who imagined it from the people who actually played? And so I'd say, look at the science. You're a doctor. You believe in science. You're basing your decision on scientific fact. 
So what about if you look at science? And there are more and more studies coming out to show the power of the mind-body connection. I know when I dissolved my breast tumor, they said, oh, it was an artifact. Well, it wasn't. But that's okay. You need to believe what you need to believe. So I would absolutely tell them, first of all, look at me. Look at what's possible. If it's possible for me, if it's possible for this woman who is amazing, um, Evie McDonald, who healed her life from ALS. She was also a polio survivor. And look at um, so many examples of people who talk about how they've transformed their lives and the power of the mind-body connection. And Bernie Siegel, uh, talk about who inspires me. He totally inspires me. And he talks about you can love yourself well. There's power in unconditional love. And I would say, and Bernie is a doctor. I'd say go talk to Bernie Siegel. (laughs) Well, we know about the power of gratitude as well. And there's science to back that up terrific uh, course I took online, The Science of Happiness and Well-Being out of Yale sure. with uh, Dr. Lori Santos. So we know there's science uh, as well with gratitude and other elements. And I think that's an excellent uh, advice. You know, go to the science, treat it with, there, there is data. Because I hear the story of those that are looking for a solution to something and they're doctor is only applying traditional means and not open to other means, whether it be uh, homeopathic or Mm mind-body. So I think uh, you've distilled it uh, and made it, you know, made it uh, simple uh, to digest. So um, speaking of gratitude, I'm grateful for you taking a walk and I appreciate you being here and everything you're doing and I wish you well. Um, and, and thanks for spreading your word. Oh, thank you so much, Buzz, and I'm so grateful to you, and I'm so happy that we found each other um, and that I have this opportunity to let people know what's possible and that you're not your diagnosis and that when things are the darkest, there's always, always a ray of light of hope. Taking a Walk is about life stories and lessons. It's from ranging from all different types of people, whether they be actors or musicians. But it's when we first spoke, uh, it's also about everyday people as well and, and the stories they have to tell. So I, I appreciate, Mary, you taking a walk. Thank you so much, Buzz. And we were so blessed with this weather, huh? I think we did about, let me see if I can... Oh, you have the steps? Yeah, I, 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 I'm going to start... Uh, well, listen, we did uh, about 3,200 steps on that walk. Excellent. That's a little lower for me at times, but I think we got cordoned off in the wind area of the <laughs> reservoir, so I became a little uh, sound neurotic, but uh, I know we'll figure it out. Thanks, Mary. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you. Taking a Walk with Buzz Knight is available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Picasso knows your vacation home is your best home. It's the place that brings family and friends together. It's where you're the best version of yourself. Picasso makes it easy to co-own a luxury vacation home in amazing locations. Listings start at 200 k for one-eighth ownership. Picasso does all the work for you. 
luxury furnishings, maintenance, billing, scheduling, and more. And you can resell on Picasso's Marketplace anytime, historically for a 10% gain. Visit Picasso to see thousands of listings. That's PACASO.com. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.